Hey y'all, if you're truly looking for a way to spice up or enhance the look and design of your business, go ahead and check out CCR Web Design and Graphic Design by Camilo Rodriguez. Camilo does web design, graphic design, logo creation, and website setup. Go ahead and call 515-313-7343 or email ccr 515 dot webflow dot io let them know that mackenzie brooks the mac truck sent you if you're truly looking to enhance your business and its design camilo and the ccr web design crew are the ones who created the logo for this podcast the mac truck podcast they did wonderful work we're working on so many other things with them as well including the setup of our website so again that's ccr web design and graphic design by Camilo Rodriguez and the web crew over there. Again, they do web design, graphic design, logo creation, and website setup. Again, the phone number is 515-313-7343 and the email is ccr515.webflow.io. It's just another manic Monday. I wish it were Sunday. Cause that's my fun day. Welcome in to the Mac Truck Podcast. We're back here Monday, February 5th, 2024. I am your hostess with the mostest, Mackenzie Brooks, aka the Mac Truck, aka your worst nightmare. Got a short docket for you. Gonna talk men's and women's college basketball recap super bowl predictions and the comments from cheryl swoops in terms of a couple of our uh female college basketball stars in caitlin clark and angel reese and we're gonna get into why i am so not a fan of the words that have come out of her mouth so we're gonna start there so cheryl swoops um and wmba legend basketball legend just all around for the most part great person goes on to Gilbert Arenas's podcast Gil's Arena and basically in a nutshell says that the transition for Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese coming from college going into the WNBA is going to be tough she says they're not going to be dominant they're not going to do half of the things that they are doing in college basketball and she's obviously correct having gone through the same trials and tribulations and um obstacles to get to the WNBA herself and become the legend that she is in terms of the transition from college to big leagues or college to professional leagues is always rough it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what sport you play the transition from college to professional leagues big leagues is always going to be tough so I completely agree with her in terms of that aspect they more than likely won't be as dominant quote-unquote but when you look at it from face value and you look at the numbers that both of those girls are putting up the same exact thing though was said about Aaliyah Boston and she got drafted number one overall in last year's draft and was kicking butt the entire season 
but we can't just sit here and assume that everybody's transition from college to professional level sports is going to be the same. That's where I completely disagree with her, regardless if I have not had a chance to get to a professional level where I'm making money for sports. The overall fact of the matter is we cannot comparatively assume that every other sporting athlete is going to have the same exact transition or trial and tribulation going from one extreme to the other. Now, the the issue with some of her comments is not even so much the fact that she said what she said as far as the transition being tough. I think most people can agree that part of what she said is correct. The issue that most of us are having, at least in terms of Caitlin Clark fans and Iowa fans and college basketball fans that aren't like extreme haters or that aren't super biased when it comes to some things is the mere and entirety of the fact that Cher Swoops got her facts completely bleeping wrong. Completely wrong. She went back on Gilbert Arenas' show podcast and basically was like, I don't think Caitlin Clark, um, I don't think her records should count. It The records that were made should be made in the same amount of time that they were made before. Kelsey Plum, who currently holds the all-time NCAA women's scoring record at 3,527 points, beat a 33-year-old record as a senior for the University of Washington. Caitlin Clark, who is a senior, a true senior this year in the year of 2024, is about 87 points away from breaking the record in a true senior season. And Cheryl Stroops also goes on to say prior to her random rant about Caitlin Clark and the timeline in which the record should be broken, completely got her facts wrong by saying she Caitlin Clark took her COVID year before her true senior year. That's not even possible because Caitlin Clark was a freshman during COVID season. Swoops, like, get your facts straight before you just come out here and start spewing crap, okay? Like, regardless of your tenure in the league and everything like that, if you're going to sit there and run your mouth and be a hater, at least hate with the correct facts. Caitlin Clark was a freshman in 2020 during the pandemic and the shortened season. 2020 was her freshman year. 2021, sophomore year. 2022, so, uh, junior year, 2023-2024 senior season as a true senior. If you're going to hate, spew the facts correctly. Don't just come out here on public forums because you have the option to to spew your hate. Get the facts straight. Caitlin Clark has not decided if she's actually taken her COVID season yet in terms of eligibility. She still has one season of eligibility left as it currently stands. So for you to go on to somebody else's show and display your outright hate for Caitlin Clark because you think that she isn't gonna isn't supposed to break the record outside of the time that was set. First of all, who are you to say that she can or can't break the record inside of when it was broken originally? If you were paying attention to women's basketball like you so claim that you have before you went onto the podcast or Gilbert Arenas' show, rather, you would have known that. But since you don't watch basketball, you don't know. So maybe get your facts together and come back to the conversation when you got a little bit more shit to your sister. Moving on, overall point of the matter is, is that while her comments about the transition for college girls going into the WNBA is going to be tough. 99% of the time, those hypotheticals and um, transition issues are a thing. 
again, moving from one league to the other or one extreme to the other is always tough no matter how you spin it. But also, we cannot assume that somebody else's struggles or issues that they had going from one extreme to the other, you can't assume that they're going to match up with everybody else that's going in the same position. Um, I think it's complete crap what Cheryl Swoop says and I really don't care what none of y'all think I don't care if y'all give me crap if you watch the interview and you watch college basketball for women you know that 90% of what she said in terms of Caitlin Clark isn't true um, because she's literally a true senior she literally had her freshman year during COVID in 2020 it's just she just spewed a bunch of crap and I'm I'm really not here for it um and it's just it's it's wild to me and outlandish that you can go on and make all these assumptions and make all these inferences but if you again watch the damn sport like you keep saying or like everybody knows that you're supposed to be doing as a former former player and legend that you are you would not have come on the show and said that stuff get your facts straight next time before you come on a public forum Moving on to Super Bowl uh, predictions here. 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, 49ers come into this game 12 and 5. Chiefs come into this game 11 and 6. Uh, 17:30 Sunday, February 11th on CBS. That's 5:30 Central Standard Time for those of you who do not speak military time. Um, the San Francisco 49ers are a one and a half point favorite. I'm taking the 49ers by 10. When the 49ers get hot on all sides of the ball they are hard to stop unfortunately for the Chiefs they have had a struggle season this has not been their ideal season that we are all used to seeing them have and every every team goes through a hangover of some kind so it's totally natural and this is not me doubting Patrick Mahomes I really haven't doubted the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes this season up until just the past couple games because their run defense has not been great normally their run defense with Chris Jones right in the middle to disrupt things is very very dominant but the past couple games and just some spots this season have led me to believe that the inconsistencies may give them trouble against the 49ers um George Karloftis however also on the defensive side of the ball for the Kansas City Chiefs knows how to disrupt disruption like he is one to go in there and just play lights out when it matters most and the same thing can be said for Brock Purdy and the offense over there for the San Francisco 49ers so that game itself is going to be electric um the under over for this game is 47 and a half and again the line is one and a half um in favor of the 49ers I honestly expect that line to drop by even a point so it's either going to be a half a point which really is kind of impossible so it'll it should drop to just one and I still think it's going to be in favor of the 49ers and I'm not like I said not at all counting the Chiefs out I just think the San Francisco 49ers consistency when they get rolling is just more consistent it's just that when they get rolling but we will see this game is going to be electric I'm excited we're going to move on to some comments from Cam Newton if anybody knows Cam Newton Cam Newton is a former quarterback for the Carolina Panthers one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it um hasn't been in the game for a couple years um wanted to focus on you know his content creating and just for whatever reason teams just didn't want to pick him up because of how outlandish he has been or can be in terms of what he says how he says things things like that so in a nutshell Cam Newton basically says that Brock Purdy is the 10th best guy on the team um Warren Sapp and 
uh, Richard Sherman blast Cam Newton for his comments. And I think it was funny because, again, coming from two defensive greats in Warren Sapp and Richard Sherman, obviously being defensive defenders they have seen a lot of quarterbacks including cam newton in their time in the nfl and the other uh college and leagues like that just because you think brock purdy is the 10th best player on his team does not mean he does not know the game does not mean that he does not know when to turn it on and when he really has to focus that's been obvious the past couple games they almost dropped the nfc uh, divisional round to the Packers and what happened they turned they turned it around and won the game the same exact theme same as that formula happened when they played the Lions they were down by 17 at halftime and what happens being the quote-unquote game manager that Cam Newton seems to think that Brock Purdy is is just not a thing like and there's nothing wrong with being a game manager I don't understand why people are like oh he's just a game manager okay well obviously I'm managing the game enough to get two close wins and move myself into the Super Bowl as a second year quarterback in the league and after being Mr. Irrelevant two years ago and two years ago's draft so again it goes back to like really knowing your facts but the only difference here between the topic we just talked about and the topic we're talk- talking about now is Cam Newton has been there. Cam Newton has been in that position. Cam Newton himself was also a game manager if we want to want if we really want to spin it some way. And again, I don't care if I get flat. This is how I feel. This is how a lot of other people feel while I know 99.9% of the time nobody is going to agree on everything the same across the board. Cam Newton yourself, you were also a game manager. You may have been a little bit better, but you were also a game manager. So let's not forget where you came from as well. Like you're not in the league anymore. So why we're so worried about what other quarterbacks are doing and, and making it out to be being a game manager is bad. Stop. Like, stop the hate. Like, you're mad because somebody of that caliber, you know, not supposed, not supposed to have all these expectations, has blown all the expectations away and has done nothing but win and has kept his head down and support his team the best way that he can. Like, stop all that. Get out of here. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I just can't. Like, some of these big-time former athletes coming out here with all this outlandish wild stuff is interesting to me. Um, I just, and I can't, I can't go. I can't do it. It's very agitating. But, you know, sometimes when it's a slow news day or a slow sports day, people just don't want to you know, don't want to look into facts. They just want to spew opinions and not actually do research, which is agitating, but again, makes for good content. Moving on here in the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and Spotify Podcast and wherever else you get your listening pleasure. Moving on to our men's basketball recap here. Um, Number two, Purdue goes into number six, Wisconsin gets a seven point win, 75 to 69. Lance Jones for the Boilermakers goes 20 points, six rebounds, and three assists. Tyler Wall for the Wisconsin Badgers drops 20 points, seven rebounds, and five assists. Team stats here for both teams. Uh, Field goals across the board, 47.4 to the Badgers, 41.5 in favor of the Boilermakers. Three-point percentages across the board, 27.3% 
to 15.8, rather low percentage for the Wisconsin Badgers, again, in favor of the Boilermakers. Uh, turnovers are going to favor the Badgers here. 11 turnovers for Purdue to 5 turnovers for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. And finally, 42 rebounds in favor of the Boilermakers to the Badgers 29. So obviously, rebounds and 3-point discrepancy for the Boilermakers are the formula for that 7-point win. The Nebraska Cornhuskers going into Fighting Illini Court, uh, number 14, the Fighting Illini men uh, get a win by three, 87 to 84 over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Kaisi Tomanaga for the Nebraska Cornhusker men drops 31 points, three rebounds, and three assists. Coleman Hawkins for the Fighting Illini men, 20 points, seven rebounds, and five assists. Cornhusker team stats and Illinois team stats here, 42.6 across the board for the Cornhuskers to the Illini, 41.4%. Um, Three-point percentages across the board, 42.9, so just under 43% for the Cornhusker men to 26.5 for the Fighting Illini. Turnovers, again, going to favor the Cornhuskers, nine turnovers in favor of them to 14 turnovers of the Fighting Illini men. 33 rebounds in favor of the Illini with a 50 burger in terms of rebounds for them. So tight game there. Saw some of the highlights, watched some of the game, very close shootout back and forth. Um, unfortunately for the Cornhuskers, it was missing free throws and um, a couple of miscues offensively that resulted in putbacks in favor of the Illinois fighting Illini. Moving on to our final men's recap game here. Stanford Cardinal goes to the Arizona Wildcats coming in at number 11 for the Wildcats. 71 to 82 um, in favor of Arizona. 11 point win for them. Uh, Maxime Renaud for the Stanford Cardinal drops 29.6 rebounds and three assists. Umar Bilo for the Wildcats drops 18 points, 13 rebounds and two assists. Team stats here for both teams. The Stanford Cardinal um, stats go as follows, uh, 38.2 field goal percentage, 42.4 three-point percentage, 13 turnovers for them, and 36 rebounds for the Cardinal, 47.7 across the board, 47.7 across the board, rather, for the Arizona Wildcat men, 33.3% in terms of field goal percentage, 12 turnovers in favor of them, and 42 rebounds for the Wildcat men in favor of them as well. Moving on to our women's basketball recap here. So we're going to talk about Caitlin Clark for just a second because we did start off the show with our rant um, from Cheryl Swoops. She is just... She's just outlandish to me, and I, I just don't understand it, um, but it's okay. Caitlin Clark is 707 points away from setting the all-time season, single-season scoring record. Kelsey Plum also holds that record at 1,109 points. Caitlin Clark has um, 707 in terms of point totals this far, so she's actually 402 points away from that single-season record. She also is now, she's 65 points away, rather, from the all-time record, um, 3,527 points minus the uh, 3,462 points that she has puts her at just missing 64, 65 points for that game, uh, for that record, rather. And then she's also um, 187 points away from the AIAW 
um, intercollegiate women's record that was set by Lynette Woodard of the Kansas, um, the Kansas, uh, Jayhawks, um, from breaking that. So she is on track to be a lot of these records. Um, Iowa women's recap for basketball starting out number three. Um, Iowa goes into Maryland and beats Maryland for the first time in Maryland since 1992, 93 to 85. Caitlin Clark drops 38 points, six rebounds and 12 assists. Um, Jakia Brown Turner drops 25 points, nine rebounds and one assist. Hawkeye recap in terms of uh, team stats. 46.2 field goal percentage to 46.3 in favor of the Terps just by 3.3%. Per- 36.4 uh, field goals, three points across the board to 32. So in favor of the Iowa Hawkeye women. 14 turnovers to 10 turnovers, again, in favor of the Maryland Terrapins. And finally, 48 rebounds to 32 rebounds in, in favor of the Iowa Hawkeye women. Moving on here to one final game, the Indiana Hoosiers go into Scott Court to face the number eight Ohio State Buckeye women. Indiana comes into this game at number 10. Uh, 69 to 74, Ohio State gets the win at home. Sarah Scalia for the Hoosiers drops 25 points, four rebounds, and one assist. JC Sheldon also has a good game, dropping 25 points, two rebounds, and four assists. Hoosier and Buckeye team stats here for this game 46.3 percent across the board for the Hoosiers in favor of them to a 45 percent even 37 and a half percent three-point percentages to 42.9 again in favor of the Buckeyes um turnovers here are going to favor the Buckeyes 13 turnovers for them 23 turnovers for the Hoosiers and finally 38 rebounds in favor of the Hoosiers to 29 rebounds of the Lady Buckeyes so Big matchups here, um, and actually, I lied. We are going to do one more because this game actually was a little bit bigger than the Iowa game in terms of ranking and ability here. Uh, number two, Kansas goes into Longhorn Court and drops one again by seven. Texas comes into this game at number twelve, um, sixty-one to fifty-four in favor of the Lady Texas Longhorns. Um, Liza Malpin for the Kansas State. Wildcats, 18 points, four rebounds, zero assists. Madison Booker for the Texas Longhorn Ladies drops 20 points, three rebounds, and six assists. And finally, Wildcat and Longhorn team stats here for these ladies, uh, 38.5 for the Lady Wildcats to 41.4 in favor of the Lady Longhorns. Um, 14.3% three points across the board for the Wildcats. 25% even in favor of the Longhorn Ladies. 13 turnovers in favor of the Lady Wildcats. 15 turnovers for the Longhorn Women. And finally, 30 rebounds to 39 rebounds in favor of the Texas Lady Longhorns. So big recap weekend, big events happening. Kansas State women lose. Um, Iowa women pull off a big win in Maryland for the win after so many years and Maryland beating them 30 by 30 points last year. So that's all I have for today. That's it. It's the Mac truck podcast. We're here. We are enjoying this manic Monday. I'm your hostess with the mostest Mackenzie Brooks. Thank you for tuning in. If you don't know how to podcast, bang that follow button. And in the illustrious words of Ellen DeGeneres, be kind to one another. Thank you.
Hey guys, it's finally time for y'all to start thinking about enhancing your barbering experience. If you live in the Des Moines or surrounding area, go ahead and check out Truth Barbering Shop, 6563 University Avenue, Windsor Heights, Iowa. Shop hours are 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday to Saturday. Go ahead and get your appointments booked with Spicy Sal the Barber on Booksy.com or Facebook.com. Chris Fats the Barber, Dick Sin himself on Booksy or Facebook.com. And Duke the Truth, Williams the Barber himself as well on Booksy or Facebook.com. Again, 6563 University Avenue, Windsor Heights, Iowa. Phone number is going to be 515-650-3258. Go ahead and tell them the Mack truck sent you. Again, it's time for y'all to start spicing up or even to start thinking about spicing up that barbering experience. Check out Truth Barbering Shop right now. Hello, wonderful world. If you are looking for a new way to spice up or enhance the fashion that are in your closet, go ahead and check out the In My Bag Apparel line by Evan Bradfield. Go ahead and download the Whatnot app for up to $200 worth of credit when you order through the Whatnot app. Go ahead and follow the In My Bag Apparel page on Instagram at in my underscore bag 2023 and also go ahead and follow evan bradfield himself on social media on facebook and instagram again that's the in my bag apparel crew and designs by evan bradfield if you have not checked out his line and you are literally looking to spice up your closet go ahead and check out his line he has all kinds of different designs different artists working on different pieces and making his line the most eccentric it can possibly be if you're ready to step up to the challenge go ahead and check him out on instagram that's in my bag apparel by evan bradfield <laughs>